Welcome to the Life by Design, Not Default podcast. I'm Paige. And I'm Elaine. And we want to talk about all things life, business, and beyond. This podcast is for anyone done with the mediocre and ready to design a life that is meaningful, impactful, and fun. And we want to know, how are you living your life by design? Life by Design, Not Default podcast is brought to you by the 8338 Collective. The 8338 Collective is a membership for female entrepreneurs who value community, education, accountability, and mindset. We understand that in order to reach our goals, we must learn new tools. We must seek education. We must shift our mindset because success without support is uncommon. And we are here to offer you the support that you need through our think tanks, templates, and tutorials. Join our community today by visiting the 8338collective.com. See you on the inside. We have on the show today, Susan Ackerman. She is a wife to Jim, a mom to Tanya, Nicole, Heather, and Jennifer, and a grandma to Elise and Austin. She is a passionate entrepreneur, has made it her purpose and mission to help women discover their confidence and their voice. She is a two-time best-selling author and founder of Rising Across America, a business that allows women to tell their stories in a safe and empowering environment where they can not only be set free from the limiting beliefs that hold them back, but they can also inspire others to do the same. She is a direct sales leader whose biggest mission is to help women find their passion in building their own businesses and creating a life they love. She loves reading, personal growth, and traveling. So welcome, Susan, to our show. How are you? I am fabulous, and I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Yes, welcome, welcome. So tell us about the Rising Across America. Like, what is that about? Give us the scoop. Rising Across America. Well, um, in 2018, I I organized, I project managed a book that was one of my one of my two best selling author um, opportunities, and it was called Reno Rising. And what was so amazing about that book, ladies, is that it it was a book written because i ran into so many women who had reasons why they couldn't accomplish what it was they wanted to accomplish they had those limited beliefs that held them back they weren't smart enough they weren't they they didn't have a great childhood they were never told they could do it there there was fear based there was so many things that held them back and i sat back and i started to realize that so many women share in that So what is the difference between those that experience those same things, those same voices, are told they're not good enough, are told they're not smart enough, but they go and do it anyway? Mm. And what is the difference between those who do and those who don't? And so I decided to create a book of four, uh, there were 14 women in Reno, Nevada, 
And they were women that when you looked at, you thought, wow, these women have it all together. They're pretty successful. They're, they're standing in front of groups. They're, they're successful in what they're doing. They're, they're, they're great influencers. Um, people look up to them. But guess what? They had stories too. They were the people that turned it around, that said, I'm not going to let those things um, define who I'm going to be. And so they all wrote their stories all out of Reno, Nevada. And the reason they wrote them was not to bring attention to themselves and who they were and what they were doing and what they wanted to do, but instead to, to extend a hand to those who were stuck, who those who thought they couldn't, to those who thought they would never be able to accomplish what these other women did. And to say, come on and join me. I've been where you are let me lift you up let me let me hold on to you until you're strong enough to do it yourself and that's what it was all about and it was such a powerful such a powerful experience because um can i tell you a little story uh yes <laughs> okay so we had a book launch and we had about 120 women come in men come to the book launch and some of the women got up on stage and read excerpts from their stories and in the middle of this book launch, women in the audience stood up and said, oh my gosh, I was raped when I was younger and I have never been the same since. Mm -hmm. In front of 125 people, another woman stood up in the audience and said, I am bullied every day at work and I hate to go. And I thought I was the only one. And then another woman stood up and another woman stood up and, and the 14 authors on the stage, I mean, we had goosebumps because we realized at that exact moment that that's exactly what this book was about. That was who we were reaching out to and that is who we wrote this book for, was those women. And in that space where these women used their voice to tell their story, it gave permission to the women who have never used their voice to stand up and share theirs as well. So it was such a powerful experience. And what we really, what I've always wanted to do was I thought, my gosh, if that can happen in Reno, why not Phoenix? And why not Chicago? And why not Philadelphia, New York and, and Atlanta and all those cities across America? Why can't we all rise up together? Because you know what, women are, are, are the same. We've all had those same things happen to us. And sometimes we just need to have that permission and that validation and that affirmation that, hey, I get you. It's I've had it happen to me too. Mm -hmm. And just to be able to say, wow, I feel safe around you. I, I can move past this. And so that's where Rising Across America all came. I didn't want it to be just Reno Rising. I wanted it to be every city in the United States rising together because we really are exactly the same. Wow, what a mission and what a great project. Um, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, rising across, what is it, rising? Rising across America. Rising across America. I mean, more than ever now um, in our communities, we need that type of solidarity and commitment to each other and commitment to helping one another. Kudos to you. I mean, this is not only just a book series, but this is definitely a movement. It um, is a movement. That everyone should be, you know, looking out for. So I can't wait to see all the, the great things that are going to happen with this. Yeah. 
And I think it, there's something really special to, you know, when you are talking about how we look at other women and think she must have her shit together and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors where she's crying and she's feeling like a failure or a fraud or, or whatever her story is. We only seem to show people the good parts of our lives. You know, social media has really made it easy for us to compare ourselves to someone else's, you know, their highlight reel. And we're like, man, I wish I could yeah. be like her. And instead of that, I love that, you know, that the series is more about do not compare yourself to anyone else, right? And you can't judge a person at all by looking at them and knowing and thinking that they have their shit together because you just don't know. And, but for her to show up as she is and be welcomed and accepted and like you belong here, I think is so impactful. And the fact that you created a space for women to feel safe enough to stand up in that moment and, um, and really kind of declare their statement. You know, I, I was at an, ex I was at a, did I, I think I, did I go to it? I'm trying to remember what, what happened, but I remember being somewhere in this big event where it was, um, oh, it was a stand up for your sister event. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, passing around, you know, um, paper to all mm -hmm. types of people and your, your thing, your paper wound up somewhere and nobody knew whose it was. Mm -hmm. but they would stand up on your behalf in order to help everyone feel heard, right? And because some people didn't have the courage to stand up on their own yet. And so this was a standing up for your sister sort of thing, which I thought was really impactful, you know, and everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. And I love, I know, you know, with your anthology series, it's not necessarily someone telling their whole story, but sharing a chapter of their story, giving them Correct. that, like a toe in the water, right? Is that maybe I'm not ready to write my whole book yet, but I can contribute this incident, this story, this time in my life that I, that I overcame something. I think, wow, I'm so excited as well to see where this goes for you. And I have to tell you, it wasn't easy. I mean, those writers, um, even even the authors in the book, right? I mean, we're we're told from very early on to stuff things, right? To keep it down, to keep it to keep it inside. And even though some of us have overcome and went to the other side, we don't talk about it. Yeah. And so even the authors who took took the time to write their stories, there was a lot of struggle. There, there was a, it was a hard time putting on paper and knowing that it was going to be published that, Hey, I've contemplated numerous times to commit suicide. Mm. And Hey, I was, even though I look all together, I'm struggling with alcoholism mm. or, Hey, I mean, it's, it's taking off that mask for those authors as well, but they didn't want it to be about them. They wanted to, they knew that their story could impact others who are going through it. So they were so brave in, in sharing their stories. And I'm just so astounded by the courage that that takes yeah. for so many women to share their stories, knowing that they yeah. could be judged, 
knowing that they could they they could get feedback and knowing that sometimes some of their their husbands got angry at them for how you right. dare you share this part of our life in a book and it was it was it, it caused a lot of anxiety for a lot of women to do that but you know what in the end it was every one of them said it was so worth it because yeah. not only was it cathartic and healing for them to share their story but they saw how it made such an impact on the women who were so afraid to tell their story. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, when you get, when people start their writing journeys, you know, I've worked with authors as well, Susan, it, it opens up a lot of not only deeply personal uh, wounds for people, but then you have to take into account the other people that may be a part of that story. Yes. And whether or not they're ready for that to be shared or what that feedback is going to be, or if, you know, a lot of times people wait until someone has passed away before they do that because they don't mm -hmm. want to hurt that person's feelings or people will say, how could you tell blah, blah, blah. But if, if you know, like you're saying, these women made such an impact on everyone else, we're all here to make an impact in some kind of way. And so being able to give that gift to, to women is phenomenal. Yeah. So thank you for that. So how did you kind of like coach these women through that? I mean, I, I bet that was probably tricky and them kind of like, I don't know what I'm, how do I do this? Like what, what were some of the things that you helped them through in order to really get the courage to continue moving forward? I think it was just affirming them and validating them, right? That that's the first thing saying like, wow, that's, that's an amazing story. And that's powerful. And just, just being there, no judgment, right? I think, I think women have to know that it's a safe space. So creating that safe, that safe space is, is huge. Um, we also did a lot of things that we called critiques. And that is when all the authors would get together and um, would read, read our story. I mean, share it. And, you know, the, the room would be crying and there'd be tears, but it was, it was a say, again, a safe environment for them to share it. And, and a place where we could then say, you know, I hear you say that, but how did that really feel? Or what was that really like? Or that must have been, I can't even imagine. Can you tell us more about that? And that would help them to go deeper, mm -hmm. to go deeper, because we didn't want the stories to be about other people. We wanted the stories to be strictly about them and their experience and, and all of their experience, the feelings that came with it, the, the sadness, the depression, the loneliness, all of those feelings and so we we just kind of helped coach each other mm -hmm. through it and of course we also worked with a publishing company and so i was going to say i'm like susan you are really downplaying your contribution to this <laughs> fantastic project because you bring a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of expertise when it comes to publishing and writing and all of the logistical and technical aspects of writing you also help people with that as well we did, but we did work with a publishing company for that project as well. So, so that's where I learned a lot yeah. of what I, I have now is through that entire process. Yeah. And you are uh, a certified book coach and getting some other certifications um, as we speak. Uh, talk to us a little bit about um, why, why do you think writing and journaling and sharing your voice is so important. 
Mm. It is, it is something that can get right down into your soul, I think. So uh, a few years back, um, I was part of a ministry and part of that ministry was sharing our stories. We were called wounded healers. So it was, um, if you've been hurt through something or wounded and it was, it was through divorce separation and death of a spouse is what the, the ministry was for. And we had people coming to weekend programs and those of us that had been through it would write our stories very much like an anthology and share them throughout the weekend and um, invite the other participants to then go and journal on their own. And we had a technique that we called hot penning. And what I love about hot penning, and, and this is where the cathartic, the, the healing comes from with writing, is you sit down and you write and you give yourself a certain amount of time and maybe it's 20 minutes or 30 minutes and you write and you write and you do not take your pen off the page. It is, it is so important to not move that pen. Even if you're writing and you write, I don't know what to write. I don't know what I want to write. I have no idea why I'm doing this. This is silly. This is stupid. Eventually what is in your heart and not in your head is going to come out on that paper. Mm. And it is an amazing experience when you do it. And I learned through that. I was in that ministry for three years and I learned how healing writing could be. And how when you allowed your heart to write and you took your head out of the equation, it was a game changer. Wow. I can imagine how hard it is for, you know, I've, I've written a book, but it wasn't, it was more like, you know, women sharing stories and it wasn't all me. Um, But I, I remember as well, the courage that women were, you know, um, some only wrote a very small paragraph and others wrote a couple pages worth of a story. Um, But the courage for them to say it out loud to someone else was really empowering to them. So if someone is feeling like, man, I would really love to share my story, but I don't know where to start, what would you say to them? I would tell them to start. Just write it down. Just, Just start. Hot pen. Yeah. Give yourself 20, 30 minutes and write. And like I said, it doesn't matter what you write. Even if you're writing, I don't know what to write. Just don't ever let that pen leave the paper. Mm-hmm. And eventually your heart will find its way to that paper. Yeah. You got to so get it's, it's just It's such a powerful way to journal and yeah. to write. And when you let your heart write the story, that's where the power comes from. That's where the emotion comes from. That's where the realness, the authenticity comes from. Uh It's, it's in that heart writing, not the head. Right. Right. So those, so those people that wrote a paragraph, it's probably because they were writing from their head. Yeah. Right. Because they kept stopping or they go back to see what they wrote or they go back to fix. Oh no, that's a silly word. I'm just going to just going to erase that or i'm going to scribble that out no maybe i should have gotten rid of this no see you're so much in your head and it needs to come from the heart yes oh my gosh that's so i love that. i know how hard it is to get out of your head right and one of my things was always me too head and get into action right <laughs> and but it's it is challenging because your your brain is like what do you think you're doing and your heart's like but I need to say it. Like I need to just get it out because I know how cathartic it can be 
to like stop being silenced, you know? And you said something really important was then not only is it so important to write it, but it's so powerful when you can share it with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Because part of what we did in this ministry is after we went off and wrote, we went into a small group Mm. and, and we had the opportunity if we wanted to share it. And sometimes if, if you're really hot petting, you have no idea what you wrote, right? Because it came from the heart and you're not paying it. And then as you're reading it out loud to someone, Oh my gosh. And yeah, it has to yeah. be someone who's non-judgmental. It has to be a safe space and it has to be a place where you can read and there is not going to be anybody judging you. There's not going to be anybody telling you that what you wrote is wrong, that it's right, that you shouldn't feel that way. You have to find someone that you can read it to. Mm-hmm. It is just going to hold the space for you. Nothing more. Just yeah, hold yeah. that space. Wow. So if someone wanted to say, okay, I, I, I want to tell my story. I want to be part of rising across America. Like what do they need to do right now? All they need to do is reach out to me, just send, you know, find me on social media. Um, I don't know if you're going to give people my email or we can, you know, if you would like us to sure, okay. sure absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And just send me a, send me a, a little, um, a little note that says, you know, I'd love to to hear more about what this rising across America is, or I'd love to tell my story, or can we chat? And I would be more than happy to to visit with with them about that. That's awesome. So I know that uh, you know helping people share their voice is a really is a passion of yours, but I know that being a mom and a grandma is very dear to you. Can maybe you share a fun story uh, about your family that they would be okay with that we can uh, enjoy because you have like the most amazing stories. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what story I would tell you. Um, But we do I have I have four adult daughters and I have you know the two grandkids and Elise my granddaughter she just turned five and she lives here um, part of the time and she is just she's she's just a hoot i i don't know what story to tell you but we just we just have fun and we're a little crazy and and sometimes we shake our heads and think oh my gosh like who are we um but it's just fun and i love it and i never thought i'd see myself being you know um helping raise a little one again but here we are and we're having such a great time and it's just we love helping you know, her parents, you know, but doing this and just helping take some of the edge off. And it's just, it's just an adventure. Yeah. How has the pandemic impacted grandmahood and business and all of that stuff for you? Well, you know what, in the beginning of the pandemic, um, I work from home. So it really didn't affect me that much as far as um, you know, that here I am stuck at home and now what do I do? Because I work from home, but it does, it does close up a lot of opportunities for the kids, for where we can go, you know, getting out of the house. I think the biggest thing for me with the, with the pandemic is I can easily become a recluse and getting out and being around people is really great for me. And the fact that I couldn't made it really easy for me to kind of lock myself up in my in my safe little cocoon and move away from life for a little bit. Yeah. But 
I'm kind of tired of that now. So it's kind of time yeah. to come back into life. And, um, you know, so if I have to wear a mask, I wear a mask, but it's, I think, I think we're, we're on the upswing and I think it's going to get better. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, I know, I know the feeling too. Like I also, you know, work from home. And so I was all like, and, but it took away, like, I loved going to co-working, you know, and just being around other people's energy was motivating for me. And it would, I would, I don't know why, but I would be more focused when I worked out of the house. And so to have that kind of taken away, cause I'm like, I could go, but I'd have to wear a mask all day. And I just don't, I, I'm, I can't feel creative when I have something on my face like that, you know, and it's, it just really, I don't know. I miss being around people and really kind of getting that energy from that little Me too. shot of mojo from, from other people, you know, Me too. so then you kind of, it's like when the world opens back up, I still feel like, are people going to want to get out? Cause I'm like, I want to get out, but are they going to want to get out? And if they're not out, then I'm out by myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> that fear too there yeah. is a little bit of fear that comes with that yeah. if i get myself out there what if i catch it yeah. right <laughs> you know i don't want it yeah i mean i've known some people who have been super super sick you know and and i had um, another polka dot sister her husband died from it right and and so it's scary and it's real yeah. and so yes i want to get out but Oh, I don't want to get sick. So there's, there's a little fear base in that as well. Yeah. It's this very hard catch 22 situation, right? It's like, it we really is. Out, but then there's the precautions and all of the things, you know, and it just makes it really hard, especially, you know, when we are business owners working from home, it's like, you know, it's that weird awkwardness. <laughs> We've had to pivot. We've had to pivot a lot, a lot. This is very true. Very, very true. So yeah. Paige, how, how, how has things, I know, you know, you have a little one, well, not little, but a middle schooler, um, in the heart of the pandemic and yes. doing that whole mess. You mean that foolishness and mayhem? Yes. <laughs> uh, it has definitely uh, been interesting just because there, there are so many things changing at once and uh, adjusting to virtual school, you know, some people have hybrid, some people are back full time, you know, so there's, I think what's really hard for me is that there is no consistency. Um, not every family is doing the same thing. So not every family has the same level of grace that they are giving to other people. And I find that disconcerting, um, you know, just based on people's personal situations and all that kind of stuff. So I wish that people would give each other more, a lot more grace. That is what I wish would happen uh, during this time because it's not consistent across the board. And we're lucky enough that, you know, our circles are worldwide. So we're talking to people all across North America and, you know, the UK, and we're hearing lots of different things. So I think if people were just more, a little more open to what other people are going through and, and, and acknowledging and being respectful of their situations, I think things would be a lot better, both online and offline. Like sometimes I go to face, you know, some of the social media platforms and I'm like, what the, just chill it people, right? So that's yeah. where I'm sitting at right now. Yeah. I, I, I wish a lot more people would just be more um, forgiving, I guess. Yeah. Space and grace, y'all, right? Space and grace. <laughs>
So Susan, one of the questions that we always ask um, our guests on our podcast is what is the motto that you live by? I have a particular model that I live by. Elaine has a model that actually changes based on what season she's in, or really actually what week, what's going on that week. Uh, what's the model that you live by? Hmm. What is the motto? So, so are you like, meaning like a saying, like a, so it could be a saying, it could be a philosophy. So like my motto that I live by is I deserve to be here. I've worked hard. I've walked through the fire. I've had a couple hiccups. I've had plenty of successes, but I deserve to be right where I am exactly today. Right. So mm -hmm. that's my motto. Elaine, do you want to share what your motto is? Oh, today I'm going to pull a badass affirmation card. The one that's staring at me with some donuts on it that says, I am a badass and I fucking got this. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm always a firm believer that the things that I need to like embrace at that moment will show up and like stare right at me in the face. And I'm like, oh, that's the message I need to hear today. Okay. I'm a badass today. I got this, right? Like I could do anything. <laughs> well, I totally, I, I guess I have two mottos. I, one of my favorite sayings, and it's actually a, a Bible verse, actually, but it's perhaps I was created for such a time as this, mm. right? It's like, why not now? Like right now, right here, this is my time. I totally always believe that. Yeah. Right? Like this is the time and this is what I've been created for. And um, the second, the second thing that I think that I always live by is why not? Right, like I, I, I can talk to women and I'll have meetings and people will say, well, you have to choose, Susan. You have to choose between A or B. And why? Why can't you just have it all? You only have one life. So why do you have to choose? Uh -huh. So I, I really try to live my life by not choice, right? Like I, I, make, the, I make the choice to not have to make a choice. If I have things that I'm passionate about, why not do them? You yeah. only live once. Yeah. It sounds like very much about our next question is about, you know, how you how you are living a life by design and not default. It sounds like that those kind of go together. They really do. Yeah. They really do. Um, I think by default, I I've I've definitely fall under fallen through the default um pothole where I've, I've done things that I thought people thought I should do, or I've done things that people said, oh, you really should do this, or this is what you need to do, or this is where you need to focus on. And I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing what I love. And I, I make a commitment every day to do what I want to do and do what I love. And I can't live for everybody else because they're not in my heart. They're not yeah. They, they don't know what's best for me. And it comes down to why do I have to choose? I'm, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to make my life work the way that I want it to work. And as long as it has to do with inspiring women and lifting women and encouraging women in whatever aspect that is, then it's, it's what I was put here to do. So awesome. Fantastic. I love that. And, and you really were put here to do that. It, right? I was. It's yeah. it's just it's just something I love. It's something I get excited about. It's something that I just I just can I just can live it. It's just something that comes so easily to live that part of me 
that when I'm focused on others and focused on serving and especially women, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's what, it's what makes me, me. So where can people find out more about you? Just once again, I I don't want to miss out on that. And this uh, rising across America project that you're working on, where can people find you again? Right now, find me on Facebook. Um, find me under under me, Susan A. Jolly Ackerman. That's that's my Facebook thing right now. I'm working on the, um, you know, the creating the website and the creating the the Facebook group page and all of that. And that's just not my fun forte. That's that's the technical stuff that I really want other people to do. <laughs> I, I'm more into so so I'm working on that and and trying to pull together that whole website and what that's all going to look like. But just find me on Facebook. Just find me at Susan A. Jolly Ackerman. And I think you ladies are going to provide my email and just reach out. And I would love to talk to anybody who is interested in learning more about this project. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for thank coming you. have a little chat with us and you know, just oh, it's such a pleasure. Being real, right? That's what that's what we're trying to do here is just, you know, have real conversations about real life's stuff, right? So we, we appreciate you. Oh, well, I appreciate you ladies too. Thank you. All right, everybody have a super great day. We'll see you next time. Take care.